This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Nearly 1,000 customers have signed a letter to Northwestern Energy CEO Bob Rowe urging him to invest in renewables. Ann Hedges, Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs at the Montana Environmental Information Center, says there's a growing discontent with the company in the wake of its decision to build a methane gas power plant in Laurel near Billings and its resource procurement plan for the next 20 years that does not include any renewable energy. Quote, the whole petition was out of frustration, years and years of frustration, with Northwestern Energy and its reluctance to move forward as other utilities are doing, Hedges explains to make sure the power is clean and affordable and appropriate moving forward. Environmental groups say the plant will emit nearly 770,000 tons of greenhouse gases every year. That's the equivalent of 167,000 cars. Northwestern Energy says the plant is its best option because other resources are too volatile when energy demands peak. Company spokesperson Jody Black said almost 70% of the energy for its Montana customers comes from carbon-free resources. Hedges says the methane gas plant, which is estimated to cost more than $250 million, is not cost-effective. She says people want clean, affordable power. Quote, this isn't an environmental issue per se, Hedges says. This is a Montana consumer issue where consumers don't want to get stuck paying for old resources that are no longer viable in a different energy market. The letter to Northwestern Energy also urged the company to pay a $2.5 million fine for failing to buy a certain amount of electricity from locally owned community energy projects. Hedges pointed out that the fine goes to low-income and tribal energy assistance programs, which will be crucial this year because utility bills are expected to increase this winter. Quote, We know that those low-income programs are incredibly important to folks who cannot afford increased utility bills, let alone those people who, because of COVID or other things, can't afford their bills, as their increased bills are going to become even more difficult. Black says Northwestern Energy has not paid any penalties under the law. She also notes the law was repealed in 2021. Two Billings homeowners who have had close to $100,000 in damages to their home caused by a backup in the Billings sewer system will have their day in court. Adrian Whitman and Jeremy Talen learned that though the backup was not caused by their house, and the blockage was in the city sewer system, neither the city of Billings nor their homeowner's insurance will pay the eighty dollars to $100,000 of cleanup, rebuilding, and replacing items in their home. The kids didn't have beds. Whitman lost her home office, and those who were working on the cleanup had to wear protective hazmat suits just to enter the basement. Before the restoration part of the work was complete, 
the crew had burned through 140 suits. That led the couple to sue the city of Billings and its self-insured cooperative insurance fund that covers many municipalities in the state. The case is currently before the Montana Supreme Court, and the outcome may decide whether cities have to pay up for the times a sewer line is blocked from a main or whether a small, small rather number of residents will have to find a way to repair their houses out of pocket or possibly losing their properties altogether. The city of Billings and its insurance fund has determined that the backup in the home, even though it was the result of a blockage in the city sewer system, it's commonly referred to as an act of God. It was an unforeseen, unpreventable occurrence, and therefore the city is not responsible. Tucker Gannett, a Billings attorney who represents Whitman and Talon, has taken their case to the Supreme Court, saying what happened to the couple and their Billings home could happen to anyone and that the homeowners must pay. The legal theory hinges on the fact that if you are resident in the city of Billings and most other Montana municipalities, homeowners don't have the choice whether to hook up to the city sewer system. It's the law. Furthermore, because the city owns and maintains the sewer system, homeowners cannot buy insurance against such a backup. Because Whitman and Jalen did not have a choice and could not have insured themselves against the problem, Gannett said the city should be responsible for its sewer system failure, which caused half of their home to be destroyed. For its part, the city doesn't dispute the events or the couple's version of the story, nor does it deny that sewer backups can happen. However, it says those are akin to the acts of God for which it cannot be held responsible, arguing such a legal decision could open billings and cities around the state to more claims. The city said it could not reasonably have known or prevented the backup, so it should not be on the hook even though property owners in the city limits are required to pay for the city sewer system. Attorneys for the couple say even though the percentage of times this happens is small compared with the entire sewer system of Montana's largest city, it still represents a real-life taking of property without compensation. That's something that raises federal and state constitutional questions. Officials at the Yellowstone-Bozeman Airport say they're seeing about 50% more cars than they have ever seen in a peak period at the holidays, according to Brian Springer, the airport director. Last week, Springer said that on the peak departure day before the holidays, we're talking about 4,200 passengers departing today, almost 9,000 total in the building. But the holiday travel influx isn't over yet. Quote, once we get past Christmas, what we will see is all the people who have come to visit friends and family will start returning home, said Springer. We'll have the skiers and such who will also be headed home after the holidays, and we'll stay pretty busy until about the 3rd of January. U.S. News & World Report has recognized St. Vincent Healthcare as a high-performing in maternity care hospital. 
As stated in a release, this is the first time the U.S. News and World Report has published a list of best hospitals for maternity care. Hospitals on the list had to excel in such areas as complication rates, C-sections, whether the births were scheduled too early in pregnancy, and how successfully each hospital supported breastfeedings. Only about one-third of hospitals evaluated earn a high-performance maternity care. That's the highest rating the U.S. News and World Report awards for this kind of care. After a nationwide search for a new number two administrator, Dr. Parvatis Madavi will become the University of Montana's next provost and executive vice president beginning next summer. As provost, Madavi will oversee the university's academic colleges, the Maureen and Mike Mansfield Library, and the Central and Southwest Asian Studies Center, among other areas. Madavi currently serves as the Dean of Social Sciences at Arizona State University. Prior to her job at ASU, she was acting dean of the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. She has also served as dean of women at Pomona College and president and director of the Pacific Basin Institute. As UM's new provost, she'll replace Dr. Reed Humphrey, who will return to his former job as dean at the College of Health. The outgoing provost, John Harbor, was hired just over two years ago. Harbor came to Missoula from Purdue University in Indiana, where he served as an associate vice provost and executive director of digital education. UM President Seth Bodner announced that Harbor will be leaving in July. He's returning to Purdue in a new position with the online Purdue University Global. There has been more than the usual turnover in the provost position at UM in recent years. Harbor's immediate predecessor, Larry Hufford, resigned after only eight months on the job, blaming, quote, the current budget environment. The Missoulian reports that Harbor carried out academic budget cuts and restructuring following a $10 million enrollment drop-related budget shortfall. In the fall of 2018, Harbor announced UM would have to cut $5 million by 2021. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.